Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. And we're back. Hey there. Fantastic. How are you? Great. Question for you. Mm. Have you ever been the recipient of someone's financial health? Yes. Okay. I would guess that's have a you, pretty... Have <laughs> you? Sure. Sure. I would guess, and that's maybe the point, that this is probably a more common thing than you think. Right. Sometimes yeah. those those we love or those uh, that love us, you know, there's <laughs> there's a need for financial help in life. You know, life throws us curveballs or we've got family mm-hmm. and friends that are willing to support. So, yeah, we've we've come across this a couple different times in the last couple of weeks. So we thought mm-hmm. it was a great conversation to, to have today using yeah. our money to support a loved one. But I think you and I would recognize that there are a lot of considerations for that kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about it. You know, not maybe not so much as the recipient, but if you are the person looking to maybe provide uh, that help, what yeah. that could look like. Yeah. So there are, like you said, that even even within the past few weeks, we've we've seen different versions of this, and I think the situations are always different. But I think the the key for us is the delineation between what is potentially a loan that can help? And then what is a gift, an outright gift that can help? Um, And there are very, very different ramifications for each of those. Yeah, I love that. So, um, because that's, let's be clear too. We're not talking about picking up the tab at dinner here, right? We're talking talking about- Yes, larger dollar um, amounts. Yeah, paying off student loans, giving somebody help with a down payment for a mortgage, um, other things, yeah. you know, kids, kids going through a difficult time in life, you know, one of financially in a, support them. Yeah, putting an addition on the house or helping renovate, you know, the, the kid's house. <clears throat> yeah, so then I'd say let's start with the easy part, right? Um, and the easy part to me with what you said was the gifting world. Yeah. You know, because at, at that point, we're really just thinking about maybe the same kind of idea of it's their birthday. I want to put a, you know, a hundred dollar check in their, in their birthday card, you know, kind of <laughs> celebrate it, spend it how you wish. Maybe yeah. you start adding zeros to that, but the idea sure. of just writing a tech, a check is no strings attached. Um, right. That's, right. that's probably the easier way to go about this. Yeah. But at that point you also surrender all control. Right. Right. And so, so from that standpoint, if it truly is the parent, and I guess we're, we're assuming here in our scenario that we're, we're working with the parents in this situation and helping them decide the best way to go about that. To your point, if it's, if it's an outright gift, then from our standpoint, it's just what's the most efficient place for those funds to come from um, yeah. to, limit, to limit any you know, tax impact, liquidity impact, investment impact, whatever that may look like. It truly just comes down to what is what is the most efficient route to make that gift happen um, financially. 
That's a great one. The other one that comes to my mind is, are there other people that need to be considered in that mm. gift, right? Yeah. So it could be a situation where I want to do this for my son, but by the way, I've got two daughters over here, you know, so does helping one obligate for the other? Fair isn't always equal. Uh, equal yep. isn't always equitable. Um, I think we would want to help somebody kind of think through how does that feel and how does that manifest itself in your specific situation? Because, you know, more often than not, we're dealing with somebody where there is that kind of domino. Um, if it's yeah. not just, hey, I want to do something nice, it's if it's coming from a place of help. Well, if I help one, do I feel like I really should help the others, even if those may not, even if those two right. or three or what, however many may not yeah. be in the same need. Yeah. And I think that's, that's certainly the case here where you had said earlier, the, the amount of zeros matter, I think, right? The, the, the larger that help or the larger the gift, and it's all relative, but the, the more dominoes there could be from uh, an, like an estate planning perspective, right? Let's, let's say you are making a very, uh, a $50,000 gift to yeah. your son and daughter-in-law for X, Y, Z reason, doesn't matter. But you also have two other children to your point, are we also giving the other kids 50,000 a piece? And now, now we're all even and everybody's happy. But, but if, but if me as the parent, uh, if I'm not in a situation to do that, then I have to start to factor that in or maybe not, right. but it, it truly is part of the conversation to make sure that, yeah, those, those contingencies, or again, I think you use the term dominoes, those next couple of steps that that's often where we start to, to plant those seeds because it's just not something that I think people really give a lot of thought to. It really is. I have a family member or a friend that needs help. I have the means and willingness to help them and, you know, match those things up and everybody's happy. Right. So I guess to be clear, the rule is that any one individual can gift $15,000 a year to another individual. So, right we can start to say, okay, well, if I give to my son and my daughter-in-law, and then my yeah. wife gives to my mm -hmm. son and my daughter-in-law, we've really gifted $60,000 without crossing the annual threshold where you'd need to take an extra step and start to file, you know, returns for that. Correct? Yeah. So just to be, yeah, just to be clear with, with your example there, the 60,000, that's so 15,000 per person per year. Maybe you said right. that. Yep. So that's the math. The let's get a little bit more complicated here in this gifting scenario. The only other thing we would really want our clients to be really cognizant of, um, and this just popped into my head. I, I actually, I hope I say this right because it's not something I had prepared. We really want to think about, is it appropriate and are we enabling, right? I'm thinking of a situation where my son doesn't qualify for a mortgage right now, maybe for a lot of different circumstances. Yeah. So does giving them the down payment really put them in a better spot? Or is that really just masking that there are some other financial things that maybe need to be corrected before they take this, uh, this bigger responsibility, right? Are they able to handle that responsibility? Yeah. Um, we see situations like that that kind of give us pause and then we kind of have to have our responsibility, a little bit of an awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's yeah. important. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. That's uh, yes. I'm, I'm glad you said that. There could be like other extenuating circumstances. Somebody's going through sure. a divorce, you know, so yeah. maybe there's complication there or 
somebody starting a new business and therefore like banks are really skittish about that. And you would say, well, I really feel confident that their financial house is in order. Um, yeah. We would just, we would want to be cognizant in the same way that we think about estate plans, leaving certain people money that maybe don't have great habits to not enable those habits by not having them go through the responsibility of getting stuff in order. Yeah. So I know the other, the other half of what we wanted to talk about, I have a transition here in mind to connect these dots, but was there anything else you wanted to cover on the gifting side of things? No, go, go for it. So then I'll use your example, right? It is helping, helping whoever, friend, family member, whoever that needs to be with a, with a mortgage or a down payment per se. Okay. That's where, I mean, you made the point if it's, if it's gifting, then is that enabling, or at least maybe, uh, extending some potential bad habits the other side of of this conversation is not maybe it's not an outright gift maybe it is some sort of formal loan right i'm going to loan my my friend or or son daughter uncle aunt you know <laughs> keep keep going <laughs> in in some I mean, relationship here yeah yeah <laughs> it's the space balls joke in my head it's my you know my brother's <laughs> sister's uncle's cousin's roommate and what does, and that, what make does that make us? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, you, you, you can loan your roommate money for their down payment on a house. Um, but the, the point is, when it comes to that side of it, and it's not an outright gift, and it is truly a loan that is expected to be repaid at some point, that's where I think it gets that, that responsibility um, is a little trickier because now the one uh, making the loan is on the hook for those funds. And if you are expecting those to repay, then they are not for whatever reason. Have you thought through, or at least do you have a, a plan in place? Is that money that you could do without? Um, yeah. there, there are just, there's so many dominoes to that side of it to make sure that it is, that you are protected um, yep. in, that yep. in that situation. <laughs> Yeah. So situationally, if you are, maybe you're not the outright lender, if you're co-signing a loan, then really sure. you're taking on that liability of making sure that they pay it or else that's a reflection on your credit, on yeah. your obligations. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do think if you're going to lend money, you, you brought up two really good points that I want to kind of highlight situationally. If somebody's having to pay you back, that should be documented. And I yeah. would say that's for two reasons. One, you don't want to have to evict your child from your property, but do have, do, do have the conversation that it may be easier to, you know, just say to mom and dad, well, I owe you, I needed to pay these other things off first. And like, yeah, right. I, I, I missed one payment. I'm so sorry. I'll get back to you. Yeah. The, the nature of the relationship may maybe makes it easier to kind of put you on the back burner. But the second thing would be, what if something happens to them? Right. right. It needs, it needs to be documented that this wasn't now just, forgivable or that mm -hmm. you know somebody else inherits now what you have kind of lent them right and that doesn't right. come back to you right there there are many different reasons to formalize this type of help for others yeah yeah and there there really can be a countless number of scenarios that we can kind of create where it's the the unintended consequences that you can't that you can't yeah. um control beyond a certain point. It, it really needs to be well-documented or at least have that plan in place on the front end with some of those contingencies in mind to avoid those potential headaches.
Well, let's be clear. It's our job to think about those things. Right. Right. You're going to lend money out of the kindness of your heart, or you're going to gift money out of the kindness of your heart. You're not yeah. thinking that my son's going to lose a job or my daughter's going yeah, to go through right. a divorce or some sort of other domino is going to happen that now you were trying to do the right thing, but it's created so many more headaches, you know? So let us use our experience. Let us use the things that we've seen go wrong to kind of talk you through this. Yeah. So the, the, the happier side, I think of this conversation, and we can, we can spend some more time there, but where, where we see this, or at least where we saw this recently, um, as everyone listening is painfully aware, the interest rate on savings at the bank right now are dismal. Um, so it was a client that came to us, had a child, has student loans that are at a, a, a much higher interest rate than is comfortable. So pair these two things together, excess cash sitting in a bank account, not necessarily really earning any real rate of return. We could make a loan to our child, earn, yep. throw out a number, two, 3%, something that feels higher than zero, but less than, you know, the, the eight, 9% that they were paying, right. child, is saving, child is saving interest, parents are earning some interest, and everybody's happy. Like that, there, there really can be that win-win scenario, but <clears throat> to get there, like you said, there still needs to be a, a formally documented process to make sure that it everybody is on the same page and that those contingencies are, are thought about in advance. Perfect situation. And I'll share that it's kind of, for us, the perfect couple and child for this because child exudes every bit of financial responsibility <laughs> right. that we would all hope for in our children. So the paying back is not something that's a concern. The, the schedule on which that will occur is not a concern. So yeah, that's well said. This is where all of these things come together in a really beautiful way that it's a win-win-win situation. Yeah. But even, so even there, um, I would say it's, you said it's, it's documenting things. I want to think about the horrible to think about in that situation too. And it's not irresponsibility or a domino mm -hmm. if what if they don't pay. Still, what if something happens to that child before the, that repayment is made? Right. You know, it, it may not feel awesome to think about cover, you know, having an insurance on a, a child or something like that, but yeah. it really is not vastly different than when we have a young couple bought their first house. You try to match maybe that debt up with some sort of very cost-effective life insurance just to cover yeah. that what if, if something bad happens, that now there can be the repayment of that. Right. Yeah, that's so a, a good point. We'd want to bring that up. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah and the, I, I'm going to no, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. I was switching gears. So, nope. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think that low interest rate environment does present an opportunity with, with not just family members, but, um, yeah. you know, I think we can see these types of things happening at the church, you know, that the church wants oh. to do some sort of renovation and you're not making a lot of money over here. So, Maybe you make an agreement with the church that here's here's the hundred grand for this wonderful project. Just promise to pay me back three percent, you know, and right. over what period of time, right? The, yeah, I'm not trying to think creatively on how this low interest rate environment can work for people that are willing to help families and organizations with with their savings. Yeah. What else you got? 
I don't know. I'm 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 staring past my screen at at some notes, and I think we I think we hit on most of it. So then let's just maybe reiterate a couple themes here and, and things to think about. Uh, the first one you brought up is this a gift or if it's a loan, right? The yeah, gift that's... the gift being outright is a little easier. Um, loan is I think going to take a little bit more structure, uh, a little bit more documentation. Maybe going down that rabbit hole of a couple different what ifs. Yeah. Um, but I think it all comes back to helping is a wonderful thing. Make sure you're taking care of yourself first. You're being efficient on how you help. Um, and then we'll just work out the logistics, but hopefully it benefits all parties. Yes. Agreed. Well said. Until next time. Have a great week. <laughs> you too. Thanks. See you out there. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.